0: Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Is that good? Brilliant. Um, I tell you what, we had Empower Weekend last weekend, and uh with all our leaders and Pastor Luke shared the vision of where we're going this year. And I'll tell you what, I am super pumped about what this year's got to bring and uh, if i haven't met you my name's nick i'm part of the team here at life i have the privilege of overseeing our community focus one of the four focuses at life and uh yeah we're having a really good time in community at the moment it's awesome bringing help and hope uh 400 flood and cyclone packs have gone out uh, into our community which has been amazing and god's doing some really cool things with the people and the partnerships that we've got so it's good but today I'm not going to share with you about community, I promise. I'm going to talk to you about something else that God's got on my heart. And I was really, really stoked this morning to hear Pastor Debs, particularly in the 9am and and, and just recently in this service, about her heart for this service, because the alignment hand in glove is perfect around what God's been speaking to me about. Uh, In fact, I rewrote my whole message yesterday because I just felt like it wasn't quite where it needed to be. So... Hold on for the right people. It's going to be good. No, just jokes. All good. But I've got know, I really want to share today around this simple thought. It was good then, and it's good now. Let's pray. Father, we just hand over our service to you. Father, we welcome you into this environment. We welcome you into um, this holy place where you want to engage and meet with each one of us. And so today, Father, we are here to create space. We're here to create room. We're here to create an opportunity for you to move within our hearts. And Father, I just pray right now for the words that I share. May they be your words. May your spirit impart into hearts and minds and transform lives, Father, that we would be impacted by who you are, how you designed us, and how you wired us. And so, God, today, we thank you. We thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks, team. Has anyone here had one of those moments in their life where they've set out to do something and it's gone better than they thought? Anyone? You know, when I was a little bit younger, and <laughs> maybe a lot fitter, uh, I ran a race and I had a PB that I, I had like a time in my head that I was going towards and I thought, you know what, I set out on my race and, and off I went and I was running with the pace guy and all of a sudden I found myself at the end being way ahead of him and I was like how did this happen? That's pretty cool. Uh, I've never tried to bake, but, you know, is there any bakers out there, like, you know, who's got kids? Uh, I've got a daughter, and she's two, and I know in a few years' time, like, she'll have a birthday party, and in fact, on Friday afternoon, I was at a friend's house, and they were having a birthday party for for their daughter, and there was all these girls sitting around doing pass the parcel, and I they looked at me and started laughing. I must have just had this look of terror on my face about this is what my future is going to be. You know, like it was like, oh my goodness. But you know, I know at some point she's going to ask about baking a cake. And maybe you've, you know, had your daughter or your son or your child come up to you and say, you know, hey, can I have this cake? And you're like inside, internally going, oh my God, 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 please help, please help, please help. You know, and like, but then at the end you looked at it and you're like, wow. How good am I? This is awesome. You know, uh, I, re- I did metalwork and woodwork when I was in high school and, um, you know, not so successful at the metalwork, if I'm really honest, but I did build a pencil case and I remember at the end of it going, it functions, this is good, like, <laughs> all right, this is good. Uh, I don't know what it is for you but you know I'm sure all of us at some point in our life have ventured into something an activity or a task where we've set about what we're trying to do and in the end it's turned out better than we thought. Recently for me my wife had given me a list of things to do over the summer break anyone else in the same boat you know hey babe all the things that you promised you were going to do all year here's the list I've now put it on the fridge so every day you can see it and achieve it by the end of your holiday. One of the tasks was painting the back deck. Now, context to this is that I'm not particularly handy, as you've just learnt. You know, woodwork in Year nines, not exactly like a major skill set, but uh, since owning a home, uh, I've learned to do a lot more things. I now own a drill, uh, a proper hammer. Uh, I did buy an angle grinder, but that was by mistake, so don't judge me. I thought it was something else, but, but it's all good. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, so if any, I've got an angle grinder if anyone needs one. It's brilliant, you know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, side note. But anyway, I set out to do this task, and so one of them was painting the back deck. And this deck's been bothering me since we bought the house, and I never really spent a lot of time. It's an amazing space. It gets lots of sun. It's incredible. We're really blessed with it. But I just didn't like it. The the boards were like this ugly brown colour and they had the ridge part up the top and so it was like scuffed over the years and you know I just never really enjoyed the space. But I had in my head and I'd sold the vision to my wife, well why don't I just paint it? You know, a couple of hundred bucks in paint and my time, you know, surely that's better than trying to like come up with a solution to fix it. She's like, sure go for it. No problems. I'll add it to your list of things to do. So on the one week of sunshine that we had between Christmas and New Year, anyone remember that just beautiful bliss of summer before the the week that's just been, or the back end of the week that's just been? And um, I remember going out this Wednesday, and it was the hottest day of that whole week. And I thought, today's the perfect day. Heat, paint, you know, it's really, really good. So I get the paint, I get out. A mate of mine who actually knows what he's doing offered to come supervise, which slightly offended at the time, but also really grateful once my back was hurting after about five minutes. And, um, you know, he's like, we've got this. So we ventured out, we started to do it. And we got to about lunchtime and we would painted half the deck and it was the undercover part. I didn't really think that through. Probably should have started with the outside bit first, but anyway. And we got to lunchtime and I sit down, I thought, man, What a great day's work. Really good, mate. Like, all good. You know what? I'll get the rest tomorrow. He's like, we're not finishing tomorrow. I'm not coming back. We're doing it today. He goes, trust me, you won't regret it if we get stuck into it. So we kept going and through the heat of the afternoon, I remember getting to the end of it and other than being exhausted, not being able to walk for two days afterwards, but I remember standing back and looking at this space, which I didn't like but in my head, I had a vision for what it could become, looking at it and thinking, wow, this is incredible. It's actually really, really good. And I remember reading at the start of the year, God took me on a bit of a journey through Genesis. And it's been incredible for me to walk through Genesis slowly, actually, slowly, more slowly than I thought I was going to walk through Genesis. But at the very start of January, I started to read Genesis 1. New Year, let's start at the beginning. And it's a particular passage of Scripture that I have read time and time again, and it's the story of creation. And I love the way that the Bible recalls how God created the heavens and the earth. And it goes through and it talks about all the things that God created. It says at first that he created light. And then he created the land and the seas. He created vegetation. He created night from day in the seasons. He created the waters and the fish that swim in it. He created all sorts of animals that scurried across the earth, the Bible says. And then it says, let's make human beings. And he began to create human beings. But what captured me was something that I'd never really paid attention to time and time again as I'd read Genesis 1. But this year particularly, God began to speak to me about a particular phrase that at the end of every single day, God stated. The Bible says that at the end of every day, God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. In fact, the Bible says in verse 31, at the end of the sixth day, God looks over all he had made and he saw that it was Very good. You see, for me, when I painted the deck and I stood back and I looked at that particular environment, it gave me a glimpse, and for yourself this morning, if you take a moment and you think back to that particular accomplishment, that task that you've done, that activity you've undertaken, where at the end it turned out to be even better than you imagined, I for a moment wonder if that's how God felt at the end of those six days. Everything that he had dreamed, everything that he had desired for us, everything that he wanted to create, he looked back and had the opportunity to stand there, to marvel at his creation and say that it was very good. You see, it was good then and it's good now because I love that it didn't stop there. I love that when we look at creation and all that God has done, we can rest on the comfort and the encouragement to know that his thoughts, his dreams, his desires, his plans, his very design for each one of us right back then at creation wasn't just a one-time thing. The way that we live our lives, the way that we go about it, the way that God sees us today is the same way. He looks at your life regardless of how you feel about yourself, regardless of what situation you find yourself in. And every day he looks towards you and I and he says, it is good. You see, my thought for today is quite simple. The way that God saw creation back then is the same way he sees you and I now. You see, he looks at your life. He looks at your situation. He looks beyond what we can see for ourselves, and he sees your potential. He sees the dreams in your heart. He sees the desires that you're chasing after and he looks at you and he marvels and he is proud of what he's created. Why? Because he created us in his image. You see, and right now, I love what Pastor Deb shared. 2023 hasn't been particularly easy. The last few years haven't been particularly easy. And maybe you find yourself in this environment today, and maybe you've been brought here by a friend, and maybe your life isn't exactly the way that you thought. We had rain over summer, which we weren't hoping for, with flooding, cyclones, cost of living, a housing crisis, COVID, and a whole bunch of challenges that have come our way. But this morning, I just really felt on my heart, impressed upon it, to remind us that God still looks at your future. He still looks at everything that he had in store for you right back when he formed you, and he says, it is good. But more than that, I've got a plan for your life. I've got a purpose for your life. I have designed you and created you, my very creation, to live out of all that God wants for your life. I love how Jeremiah puts it. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster they plans for good and not for disaster, church. Did you hear that this morning? The plan for your life is not one of chaos. It's not one of a mess. It is a plan for good. It is to give you a future and a hope. Yeah. Are you living in hope this morning? Are you living with a future for your life? Are you looking to the horizon and looking to the next season ahead? Are you pressing into who God is and reminding yourself that every single day, no matter how I feel, no matter what I've got going on, no matter the stress and all the things that are happening around me, I can stand upon his word that says your plans for me, God, they're good. They have a future. They have a hope. They are filled with possibilities about what God wants to do for your life but further than that I love how God how Jeremiah talks about the fact that we can go deeper. He talks in um verse 12 he says in those days when you pray I will listen. I'm encouraged by that because some days my prayers, you know, they're not so nice. God why? God why? But I love that my Bible says and God says that when you pray I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly the Lord says you will find me, and I will find you. I will end your captivity. I will restore your fortunes, and I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you. I'll bring you home again. To your own land. I really believe this morning that God wants to bring some people back into relationship with Him, back into home, back into relationship, a place of safety, a place of understanding, a place of strength, a place of comfort that God wants you and I to live. Why? Because that's how He designed us. He designed us with a hope that comes from the goodness of who God is, the goodness of what he created right back at the start in Genesis 1. He designed us in a way that gives us an authority to walk in a confidence knowing that we are made in his image. I love how in verse 28 of Genesis 1, it says, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. You see, in the same way that he designed and created the heavens and the earth, it struck me. This week, as I read this passage afresh again, and I read it the same way in January, that his thoughts and his desires have not changed about me. They haven't changed about my future. They haven't changed about my design. They look at, he looks at us and he says, you are good. You are created exactly the way that I designed you. I think David puts it incredibly beautifully in Psalm 139 when he says this. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. He saw you before you were born you laid out every day of my life was recorded in your book and every moment was laid out before a single day has passed how precious are your thoughts about me o god david writes they cannot be numbered and even i can't count them but they outnumber the grains of sand and when i wake you are still with me when i wake you are still with me You see, this scripture for me really came into existence two years ago when Paige was born. I never really looked at this passage, and I'd read it a hundred times before, but I never really looked at it through the intricacies and the intimacy of how God designed and created each one of us. And even in the midst of our darkest, even in the midst of all the things that sometimes we get wrong and all the things that we don't get right... I love how God can still look at us in the same way I look at my daughter when she annoys me, when she frustrates We're going through the twos at the moment. You know, it's a great age. And um, she's pushing all the boundaries. But I love that the way I look at her is through this lens of, man, you are so intricately and wonderfully made. All of those things, and God looks at us and says, I see you the same way. You see, he sees us through a different lens. It's the lens of a father who created us. The way I look at Paige is through the lens of a father who loves his daughter more than anything in the world. And can I encourage you this morning that regardless of how you're feeling, God loves you, he sees you, he hears you, and he desires nothing more than relationship with you. In fact, I really feel like this morning there's three quick lenses that I want to share with you about how God sees us. God sees us differently to how we see ourselves, and I'm so grateful for that. But I think there's three lenses that I really want to share this morning. The first one is intimacy. God is personally invested in your life. You see, from before we were born, God wanted relationship with us that wasn't just surface level. It wasn't just a relationship that came from a creator and the created. It was born out of a relationship, the Bible says, like in Genesis 20, verse 27. So God created human beings, what? In his own image. The image of God, he created them, man and woman. I love the fact that when he designed us, he looked at himself and he thought, how can I create humans to have the most deep and intimate relationship? I will design them in my image today, church, can, I just need you to hear that God is personally invested in your situation, that God is personally invested in your life. God is personally invested and wants an intimate relationship with you. Psalm 139, as we just read, when it says, you made all the delicate and into parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex, David writes. Your workmanship is marvelous. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. God's personally invested in your life. He's personally invested in your situation. He formed you. He wired you, the Bible says. He created you in a way that you are just who you are meant to be. You were designed just the way he wanted. All of the things that are in your life, they are there for a reason. More than that. I really believe he wants us to understand that we're not a mistake, we're not here by accident, but he's personally invested in knowing us intimately if we would allow him access. He designed us in a way that relationship could exist. He designed us in a way that he's personally invested in our future. He's given us a future and a hope. But this morning, can I encourage us, church, that we have to reciprocate that investment. We've got to reciprocate the intimacy of relationship that God wants with us. Why? Because that's how he designed you and I to live every day. Not just some days, but every day in relationship with who he is. The second lens is intentionality. I believe it's the second way that God looks at us. He looks at us through the lens of intentionality. We were considered in design. When you go back to Genesis 1, I love when you read through Genesis 1 and you look at all the things the, that God created, the way that he designed everything, there is such intentionality and considered um, way in which it was done. The night and day, the land and sea, the sun, the moons and the stars to give us seasons, the plants and the trees that could reproduce, the animals that scurry, the fish and the birds, everything was considered in a way that gave us incredible hope for the future it had an eternal perspective in mind everything was designed in a way that it could keep multiplying and keep being fruitful so that generation after generation after generation god could look and marvel at his goodness i love the fact that we can be assured that our future is secure from the very outset From the moment we were designed, the moment we were formed, we can look to God and say, God, there was intentionality about how you created me. We've got to learn to be intentional about how we engage with God. I love the fact that we can look back and say, hey, God, those quirks that you've given me, they're meant to be there. Maybe some of the things that annoy my wife a little bit, it's all right. They're still there. They designed me that way. You know, maybe the things that you're good at, maybe the things that you're not, maybe some of the habits. But what I want to encourage us about is that every moment of your life was laid out before a single day had passed. Every day, every moment, everything was laid out before it passed. Why? Because you were designed for a reason and a purpose. And I want to encourage us in 2023... As we go about our lives amidst the chaos and challenge that, who knows, that's going to come along the journey. Can I encourage us? Instead of looking to God and praying, God, how can I help? What can, what can you do for me? Maybe we need to change our thinking and change our perspective to look at us through the lens of intentionality. Look at us through the lens of the creation that God has given us and say, God, what have you desired and set out for me today? If you've designed me this way, if you've created this with me this way, then what are the passions that you've placed within me? How can I find purpose in those passions? How can I find fulfillment in who you are? How can I find acceptance in knowing you? It all starts with an intentional relationship with Jesus and God himself. The third lens in the, that I believe God really wants to share to us this morning is around the lens of possibility, a hope-filled future. Possibility, church. When God designed us back in the beginning, when he started creation, I love the fact that it's pretty mind-blowing to think that he was designing in humanity in a way that God could get us excited about opportunity, that he could get us excited about the future that we have. We could be excited about the fact that there was hope for what was to come. Genesis 28, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and Multiply. Multiplication is something that continues on and on and on again, and it rolls and rolls and rolls and it replicates. But more than that, in verse 29 and 30, God goes deeper and he says, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. I've given every green plant as food for the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life. I love the fact that God's given us all we need. In our design in nature and creation, God's given us all the tools and all the need in all the things that we need. But more than that, I love that he had a plan from the very start. Every single day when you wake up, we can hop out of bed, drag ourselves out of bed if you're not a morning person, that's okay. But wherever it is for you, can I encourage you that we can get out of bed with a sense of excitement and possibility about what the future can bring. Do you have expectation in your life this morning? Do you have expectation about the possibilities that God wants to bring across your path? Do you have expectation? What possibility are you believing for in your life? I love that we can turn to our creator and say, God, more than a plan, I know that you are with me. Every single moment. God's always got you. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. Even in your darkest moment, God's still with you. Even in your deepest, darkest valley, God's still with you. On your mountaintop, God's with you. In your happiest place, God's with you. God's designed you to live with a purpose that comes from relationship with him about the hope-filled future that he designed and planned for you right back at the start of creation. I love that we're always in his thoughts. We're always, in every moment, God is in your corner. Because he designed us for so much more, church. He designed us in a way that was never to settle, to constantly step forward, to constantly keep seeking him in all we do, to look for the possibilities every single day, not just about what we're trying to achieve, but God, what are you trying to do in and through me in the day that I'm about to embark on? He is willing, he is wanting, and he is desiring each one of us today to understand that there is a future and a hope for your life. Regardless of how you see yourself in the mirror, regardless of what others say about you, regardless about the comparison that we often walk in with those around us, God has designed you for intimacy. He's designed you for intentionality. And He's designed you for possibility. This morning, church, we're going to take a moment. We're going to create some space And we're going to ask God to remind us about who we are, what his passions he has for our life, the dreams that he has. I'm believing this morning and in these next few moments, people who have got dreams that they've put to the side, they're going to be rebirthed this morning. I'm believing that people who are suffering from fear and anxiety and can't think about what their future could look like, something will unlock over these next few moments. you will begin to see that your future is not one that has disaster but it is filled with hope and the goodness of who god is i'm believing this morning that wherever you find yourself that we can once again be reminded that the same god we worship today is the same god that looked upon creation back then and said it is good so today Would you stand your feet with me? And as you do, I want to ask you just a couple of questions. First question that I've been thinking about is the overarching one. When we consider our lives through the lenses how God sees us, are you living that way? Are you living an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you understand that you are a child of God? Are we living with an intentionality about our desire to seek after Him, around the purposes and plans that He has for our life, or are we being influenced by all the things that are going on around us—the situations, the circumstance, the people, maybe that are in our world? See, because I love what it says in the New King James that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And the third question I've got is: Are you living with a hope-filled possibility about your future? Are you living with hope the way that God intended you to live? Because I love that we can walk in a confidence that God has laid out every moment before it was even created. I had a picture this morning It was something I read a little later in Genesis. And I think it really sums up how I would love for us as a church to walk out of here today. It's in Genesis chapter 13, 14 to 17, and it says, After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I'm giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust on the earth, they cannot be counted. Go. And walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. Today, in this moment, as we begin to declare these words about the same God. The same God of Abraham is the same God that we worship today. The same God who gave these promises about looking to the horizon and all the things that God has for you. Can I encourage us this morning to lift our eyes, to fix them off our situation, to fix them off maybe our circumstance, maybe our health challenge, maybe our financial pressure, all the things that often we can fix our eyes on. And can we turn our eyes to Jesus? Can we be reminded like Abraham was by God to look to the horizon because your future church is filled with possibility, starting with our relationship with who he is. Jamie's about to sing these songs, and as she does, can I encourage you? Maybe you need to close your eyes. Maybe you need to sit down. Raise your hands if you're comfortable. Maybe you'd like to kneel. We're going to have a few people at the front if you really want someone to stand in prayer with you. But my heart over this next few moments is that God would be in your midst today. That as we begin to declare these words, that we would know that it is the same God. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at LIFE and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, church online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.